guys, welcome to the Skull Clamp. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Commander Terry. It's Commander and, Terry, folks. And I'm joined by my co-host... I'm sorry, it's me, Sol Ring Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, which is, uh, putting more gas into your Commander deck. And what do we mean by gas? Well... Gas is a word that we use to describe anything. <laughs> you better be using your 8x8s. Your deck can do 8 things, and you want 8 of that thing. <laughs> Alright, let's get to our, our, our first segment of the week, which is um, how, to, how to go up to somebody, breathe right into their mouth, and tell them about the new combo that you just added to your deck. <laughs> you want to go up to the counter and get an ice-cold Snapple, Pop it directly in someone's ear and say, "You want to jam? You want to jam some commander games?" <laughs> All right, now let me tell you about the new deck that I just brewed. So basically, this is a deck that revolves around the card uh, Uncle Istvan. Now, this card may seem weak, but it's actually crazy powerful in commander. Welcome to a I'm new episode so, of the Powerful Boys podcast. I'm so I'm so weak to just. <laughs> it's crazy, Commander. Uh, I'm I'm not Commander Terry. Um, I'm your host, uh, Dylan at Prized Amalgam on Twitter. <coughs> I almost said originally that I was uh, Nekusar Nekusar the sub tweeter earlier, but I'm still Julian at Party Rock the on Twitter. Yeah, um, Julian couldn't come up with a name on the fly. He got scared. I was, I didn't say yes and at any point. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm a trained improvist from um, Third City Improv. I'm really good at selling candy bars on subway trains, so I'm pretty much an improv guy too. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're listening to the Powerful Boys Podcast, America's number one podcast about. Um, what do we talk? We uh, magic and <laughs> what do we talk about? Uh, magic, uh, different kinds of sandwiches, and other things that we like. You know, uh, whether or not teriyaki <laughs> is like a, a Japanese thing or an American thing. I was literally just about to say we're America's number one sauce debate podcast, and you literally started talking about a sauce debate. Teriyaki is a Japanese thing. It's commonly. I think it's a Japanese. It thing, is a too. Japanese just... thing. Like historically, it's just. Like, it's done wrong by a lot of, like, you know... But it's done so fundamentally wrong that it's almost, like, an institutionally wrong thing. Yeah, it's done so wrong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, today we've got a, we've got a bunch of topics. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the latest thing, Killing Magic the Gathering. Uh, and then we're gonna... Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, we're gonna have a little strategy session. Um... And, uh, and then maybe we'll just talk about whatever's on our hearts, whatever's in our hearts, and also card of the week. Yeah, uh, but to kick this off, I'd first uh, like to talk about the new Kingdom Hearts trailer. Now, folks, as a Kingdom Hearts super fan, and I've sold this to so many people, I, I hold them as I say it, I hope Kingdom Hearts 3 never comes out. I was just going to say, I hope the game never comes out. That would be so I... funny. That would be so it, like, fucking funny. <laughs> we got Final Fantasy fifteen, and y'all did not treat that game with the respect it deserved. So you don't get Kingdom Hearts three anymore. They should, I'm sorry. They should just never come out with it, like as a joke. Just be like, no, it's coming out next week. It's coming out next week, and then like people go to their games and they're like, do you guys have Kingdom Hearts? And then 
so uh, fucking uh, Square Enix issues a message and they're like, no, sorry, I, how we we meant uh, we went next month. It'll be out next month. And they just keep fucking putting it off. Like they basically do the game release equivalent of like the Charlie Brown football thing. Yeah, I, I just like the idea of Kingdom Hearts being as reliable as like a boyfriend named Chaz. <laughs> it's just like it's happening. I promise, it's gonna be great. It's gonna run in an engine that you know. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Nice looking graphics. Hope it doesn't come out. What do you think? Uh, I want a continuation and a conclusion of the Zehanort saga that has been going on for many years now, and I hope that that conclusion never comes. We are filthy sin animals, and we do not deserve Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, also, George Romero died, and that fucking sucks. He's, yeah. I love, like, I love uh, Dawn of the Dead. I was about to say, like... Like, people, like, director of horror movies that weren't really, like, horror movies. Like, director of horror movies that everyone could watch. Well, they're good. They, they are very, horror very movies, salient. but they're just good. Yeah, they had a point. They weren't needlessly too much. They, they were just... Uh, there's... Many people are saying this way better than me. I'm not a movie guy. Yeah. The, uh, only, the only movie I ever liked was Rango. <laughs> uh, Rango Unchained, baby. Anyway... Um, oh fuck! <laughs> so um, uh, let's move on the to, sm- to the small talk is over. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes of our show, which is magic is over. Our month, uh, our our almost monthly, if not three week <laughs> installment series of magic is canceled. <laughs> it's over. It's just it's over. What's um, killed magic so far this year? Lots of things. What's killed it this week? tokens yeah it's fucking dead now and it's your fault well Um, invocations killed magic uh what else killed magic um uh the two block model killed it and then the end of the two block model killed it also killed it true um um modern's dead oh modern modern died legacy's dead that was the first symptom of magic's death is that literally there are no modern Uh, decks events unbanning Um, protean hulk ended magic also um Banning top, I assume, killed magic. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, Paradox engine killed magic. That card is... It's just... just, Um, Open fire, which is the the three mana lightning bolt made exclusively for Amonkhet Limited and not for constructed purposes at all. That also killed magic. Yeah, it's great. Magic is dead. Oh, it's Um, so fucking dead. Uh, which is why we're all playing it. We all love it. We're having a really good time. The latest set is great. Uh, the TCG our, player kickback is going on. Our Devastation is being called uh, one of the best draft environments <coughs> of all time. Uh, People are jamming Commander games nationwide. Yeah, Modern's great. Standard's very diverse. And so Standard uh, Magic is dead. And pa- the reason Magic there's st- is dead... There's still innovation in Pauper somehow. Yeah, the reason, the reason Magic is dead, though, despite all this... Uh, contrasting information. Despite the fact that we're in, like, a halcyon age of Magic the Gathering play. Yeah, basically, um, so, Friday Night Magic promos, uh, you know, cards like Servo Exhibition. Just, yeah, it... um, News Constrictor. Buried in a sea of otherwise amazing announcements, they they announced the latest in the, the line of promos. Yeah, um, so basically, uh, they decided that uh, that people that show up to FNM to play with their friends, um, and generally speaking, uh, and casually if they, enjoy standard. 
yeah. or side events. Or, you know, draft, anything that they want to play. Um, and these people, you know, generally speaking, when they win, the, the desired prize is store credit. Well, now these people aren't going to show up at all uh, because instead of uh, getting unplayable cards that nobody has ever put in a deck before, uh, they're going to be using tokens, which are widely used in every format, uh, in every degree of play, from limited to uh, high-level All the way up to vintage. Yep. <laughs> um, and now that we're getting these tokens that people demanded, actually, after the popularity of the double-sided zombie token and the double-sided server the servo. Uh, yeah. to- I love that token. We the love the- yep, these, th- these tokens are great, but uh, sorry, it's dead now. And now there's no all reason... All magic cards there's... are worth one penny, and all your fun memories are, like, brown turds in Yeah, your there's, mind. there's no reason to go to FNM anymore. I don't even see a reason to say the word magic. <laughs> okay, so we are obviously joking, but let's... let's... I... We're actually going to get into the meat and potatoes of why these tokens are actually very good. Yeah, okay, so basically... Sadly, we didn't get an example, by the way. Like, we didn't see, like... Well, that's because uh, they don't want to say what tokens are going to be in use in the next set. Of course. And I, I just, it, you know, I'm just letting the listeners know. Okay, so to condense this down, basically, Wizard said that um, after the Fatal Push promo, which is coming out in September, um, yeah. F&M promos will no longer be, uh, for the time being at least, we'll see if they reverse this decision, but... I was about to say, the speed with which this announcement came means that the speed can it can happen again, but yeah, people, it's the um, end of the world. It's the end of the world. So basically, F and M promos <coughs> uh, will uh, no longer be actual cards for tournament legal play, um, but yeah. will be uh, double sided tokens and foil tokens and things like that. I think I thought they said they were all going to be foil uh, tokens. Whatever they, they are foil they're, they're t- foil double sided mostly, um, but premium uh, tokens. Folks. Premium tokens and. Uh, so there's a lot of backlash about this because apparently people were showing up to FNM to get tokens. However, I, <laughs> to, people were not I, showing up to get tokens. Yeah. Yeah, no. I didn't come to play the game. I came for them goddamn news constrictors. Yeah, exactly. And so one of the things that the, that like was pointed out in uh, Blake Rasmussen's article today was that um, so like the the like the average FNM attendance for January where the promo was Nukes Constrictor, a card that what did not see play in any deck and never will see play in any deck. Um, the FNM the average attendance was the same as last month, uh, where the promo was Etherhub, which is played in I believe like eighty seventy five percent I think of, of like tier one decks. Yeah. Um, I know that I actively was, like, grinding to get those Etherhub promos, but I also just go to FNM anyway. <laughs> so, like... Because it's, like, it's almost as if you go to FNM to play Magic. Personally, I like to play Magic. Yeah, he's a guy that likes to play this game. I don't know about you, but I enjoy playing Magic. That's why I talk about Magic. Uh, I don't really give a shit about FNM promos. But, it's a it's a cookie. They give you a cookie every time you go to the store. Like yeah, no, it, this really comes down to me. This is the same shit as always that Magic players will get so upset about, which is just that like it's it. This is a, a talking point that's used a lot when it's like talking about the masterpieces and the invocations, you know. Which is just that like 
it's the twenty the folded twenty dollar pa- uh twenty dollar bill like you know analogy, which is just that if wizards were to take a twenty dollar bill and put it fold it up and put it into like one out of every fifteen packs, uh, the majority of the community, well, the vocal the vocal com- uh, component of the community would just complain about the way that the bill was folded. Um, and that's just what yeah. this feels like to me. Like it could have, it could have been a triangle. Uh, and also, I just like do people do the people that are upset about this. How many of them actually go to Ethernet? One. I I really feel that way, right? Like, <laughs> uh, what's your take? Like, okay, I've been I've. This is the thing I thought like a couple seconds ago. Tokens are one of the easiest things to get people into the concept of blinging a deck. Like, people love showing off fun tokens. Oh, yeah. Like, I've, using I've funny spent, tokens. I've spent plenty of money on RK Post tokens. Yeah, I was about to say, like, shout out to our personal friend, RK Post. Uh, I love him. I was actually, like, looking at his tokens, like, ten minutes ago. But, like, exactly, like, like the, my point? Uh, like, people fucking love tokens. They're, they're, they're essential. You, you, you love them. The cooler, the better. Like... I don't see an issue with it being tokens. Yeah, I really don't see the problem. And you with know this. how annoying it is to buy tokens when you can just get like if you're gonna be like doing a, a crap ton of like draft events and those you know there are tokens that are heavily involved in the set. Don't you're gonna bring your own anyway? What if it were like as fancy as your champion playmat? Yeah, I mean it's just like I'd rather like I it's love a fun way to flex. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. I mean, I do like having having promos when they're good. Like, Fatal Push as a promo is like, oh, hell yeah, that's great. But well, who, yeah, who doesn't love promos when they're dope? But, but the like, majority are not Fatal Push. And imagine if, like, your most played token got, like, a banging ass art. Yeah, that'd be so much better. Like, if you were, if you were a dude who loved saprolings, and all of a sudden the coolest saproling ever was a promo. Yeah, same, like... Same draw. Promos are, are like... Tokens are, are way more used than, than, like, than other cards anyway. But, I mean, I just feel like this is just very hysterical. And, like, like the people that, that, that are upset about this are just, like, are they trying to get people to not show up to, to FNM? And it's like, this is... <laughs> that's my favorite. I've, that, that's part of my take. My favorite thing is the people who are like, they're trying to chase away the real Magic players. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like... This, to me, doesn't seem like it has anything to do with, like, the people that are actually showing up, you know? It seems like it, it's just them trying something. Yeah. What? A game that's constantly evolving and changing is doing something that people asked it to in an interesting way? Yeah. <laughs> it's It's really confusing to me why people are getting so upset about this. It's like, it's just... Like... I don't know anybody that 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 considers this to be like a make or break thing. Um, Magic is dead. But it is dead anyway. Uh, it's over. Yeah. Do you have any uh, final comments on this uh, issue? I hope we get a really like bullinged out Eldrazi Scion token. Ooh, that'd be <laughs> a delicious chicken nugget with tentacles. All right, let's, uh, so I have a thing that I want to talk about this week. It's true, he does. It's a strategy topic, because 
you know what? I have some cool insights about strategy. I've been doing pretty well at Magic recently, and um, I want to share some insights about my personal strategy, and I think this podcast is a good platform for that sort of discussion of this topic. Um, I tried to hold him down, but he bullied me. So uh, <laughs> my, my shit this week is about uh, mulligans. Julian, tell me your opinion on the humble mulligan. Now, do you want do you want the true my true mulligan stance? I want I am the I am the worst mulliganeer in all of magic. And why do you think that's true? Well, it depends on the deck. If it's a deck I'm intimately familiar with, my mulligans are, you know, I'd say on average. But if it's if it's like any sort of like sealed or draft or like, you know, a deck that I'm just getting my hands around, I make some real dumb decisions because I'm scared. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, no one I, wants you. You'll take a one lander if you think like eh, it'll work out. I don't want to screw my deck up. Yes. Uh. So mulligans are a really difficult thing, and they're one of the f- areas that I think most players can learn to level up on. And it's like a lot of times you play a game, and it's like, well, I kind of got screwed over by luck, and I kind of got screwed over by by. You know, oh, I got flooded out, or I got screwed. And a lot of the times, flood and screw... Flood and screw is a real thing. It really happens. But yeah. a lot of the time, this is influenced by, by by the hands that you keep, right? I was about to say, like, yeah, you started off on a bad foot because, yeah, you just... Dead. So, I'm, this is sort of a two-part thing. It's, it's about, A, what type of hands should you keep? And B, you know, like, when is it, you know... How do you determine whether or not it's time to mulligan? Um, and um, so, first of all, I just want to say this: I am one of the biggest advocates for mulliganing. Uh, I've talked to people that are just like, "Ugh, I, I you know, I, I, I really don't like mulliganing. I'm really scared. Like, what if I take the next hand and it has less cards, and it's, you know, and it's not good?" And and me personally, I, at a typical tournament, I go down to five a lot, um, and. Happens to the best of us. And it's not because, it's not because, like, I think I have a better, like, it's not because I think that it's just better to have less cards in your hand. Obviously, starting a game with seven cards is better than starting a game with, with six cards or five cards. But, um, I am not scared of the multi-five. And, and if I can do one thing, it's to help new players and help, you know, even not-so-new players, uh, Get 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 become friends with the multi five. Become friends with the multi six. Because mulliganing is not that scary. So, and and I have this opinion for two reasons. First of all, um, they changed the mulligan rules a few years ago. So now now basically now if you if you didn't know this, um, then every time you mull, secret tech, you go one down, and then if you keep your hand, you get to scry. Um, and the scry is super powerful. The scry has changed. Uh, in particular, limited magic very, very, very seriously. Because in limited magic, you know, most of the time uh, you're playing a lot more linear games, right? Where it's yeah. you want to hit land every turn. Um, you have an average amount of lands, you know, in, in ratio with an average amount of creatures. And you want to be curving out. You want to be curving out. The way that you win, you win a limited game by going land, land, two drop, land, three drop, land, four drop, land, five drop. And then you know that's that's how you win that's how you win a, a game of limited, right? Um, and uh, you don't win by going land, uh, land, 
uh, oh no, I'm stuck on two lands, right? So, uh, being able to... Can I get a land? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I get a land? So, you win by, by being able to, to really get those lands hit. And the scry can be just... In a, in a game, like... In a match of limited, when everything in your deck is singleton, basic, for, for the most part, you're not getting that many dupes in a game of, of limited. And also, you only have 40 cards in your deck. Uh, being able to pick and choose the first card um, you know, that you draw that game, essentially, is extremely, extremely relevant. So, on yeah, the draw... It restores, my, it restores your confidence exactly. in what you've done. Uh, on the draw in a game of limited, I'm way more likely to molly it. Like, if I don't think my hand is... Like, if I think my hand is, like, a 6.5 out of 10, on the on the play, I might keep it. But on the draw, I'm going down to 6. Because um, it'll, it'll replace itself. You'll end up all right. Exactly. Um, so, I think you, you... The scry is so, so, so useful. And you really gotta learn to love the scry. Scrying is really powerful. Uh, you know, one scry is is the equivalent of I, I've I've. It's like half a mana is a scry, right? Um, so consider that's, that's that. more pain. That's the going great for a scry, yeah. Yeah. So like, yes, you're capping your hand a little bit, but you, you're actually generating a little bit of value by having that scry. This is a weird thing, and, and a lot of people are not going to agree with me on on my perspective of that. But I do think that having a scry is a legitimate advantage. Um, Maybe not as much as advantage as having an extra card, but in my opinion, it's it's extremely. It's useful. a thing. It's a small thing, but it is a thing. Yeah, um, and so my main philosophy is that just a good five is better than a bad seven, right? Um, so let's let's talk about like what you said, which is you know not knowing when to keep a hand, right? Or keeping a bad hand because you're like I'll try it, right? So you're playing. Oh, that last one? I'll try it? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> so, okay, you're playing an aggro deck, right? Which we all should be. Of course. Because it's the best. Always. Right. Keep keep common aggro on, yeah. Let's say we're we're playing uh we're playing Naya Burn, okay? Your opening hand is four lands. And then let's say uh a Boros charm and a Rift Bolt, right? Yeah. And that's six. Uh, so let's say five lands, right? You've got way too many okay. lands. Yeah, it's an issue. Right? Now, you might think, eh, this hand's an okay keep, right? You got, you're going to hit your lands every turn. But what yeah. if the next thing that you draw is another land? Another land. That you're, absolutely, you're, just, you're not going to be able to right? do enough. You're not going to be able to... Go for the throat. Now, I would say any aggressive deck that has this amount of lands, you're mulling. There's no reason yeah. to keep a hand with that many lands, right? And you're not gonna. The odds of you drawing into like a bolt a turn are just not good enough. Exactly. Now let's see how how further down we can go. Four lands. Would you keep a four lander? Hell, fucking no. You say no, but if you were... So, no is, is would Well, it depends be on what else is in my hand, to be honest with you. Right. So... Like, if it's a four-lander and a one-drop, that's a thing. Yeah. That, I'd, I'd, I'd think about it. So, you do need to be looking at what, what else is there. 
And it's not all well, about yeah. the number of lands versus the number of spells. But so... Um, you have to know your deck really well, you, too. You have to know... Yeah, so in an you, aggressive deck... Like if you're deck, playing in a very low land count deck, and you have four lands at hand, then you're like, oh... In an aggressive deck, value keep. I would probably mulligan that. Just because... Yeah, I think it's just not... A, a crack at six. Um, and that six, you could have two lands and all gas. Um, and you get to scry... So even if you have one land, you know, it might be a better keep. Like, I'd be more inclined in a burn deck, for example, to keep a one-lander than I would a four-lander. Yeah. I'd rather have a one-lander than a four-lander. Oh, yeah, no. Like, the perfect hand is two. It's two, a right? One-lander, a one-lander with, like, a full grip of, like, one drops and a two-drop? Yeah. Oh. So I'll get that. Oh, we'll get to that land. There are there are heuristics, and heuristics are, are are meant to be broken. But for example, like one of the things is is never keep a one lander on the play. And I do agree with this. You should never yeah, keep a one lander. If you're on the play, on the play yeah. Um. But uh, so so don't be afraid to mulligan that one lander, even if you know it's like, oh, at least I have a land. Go down. You're gonna get a better hand. I I promise. At, at six or five, you're gonna have a better hand. So. Knowing your deck is a really important part about this, right? Uh, like, in a control deck, two lands is not the magic number. Uh, three lands is, is, is way safer, and you definitely need to have a draw spell. Um, but, like, there... Which you'll you, probably have. You can't be, you know... You can't be afraid to, to take hands that seem loose, but have, like, explosive power, right? So, like, I was playing Black Red Reanimator in Legacy the other day. And I kept a hand that I had a lot of discussion with other people about, which was I kept a no-lander um, with Dark Ritual, uh, Entomb, and Exhum. Um, and my opponent, this was game three, my opponent was on uh, Death and Taxes, right? So they don't have any counterplay. If I can draw a Lotus Petal or a single land, I will most likely win this game. Yeah, it's good. You're good. You have all you need to go off. Exactly. I will most likely win this game because I will be able to entomb and then get my, uh, you know, like archetype of endurance or something like that, and and I will win this game most likely. Um, whereas, uh, like, I wouldn't keep <coughs> I wouldn't keep a hand that like had, you know, one or two lands and had like you know some thought seasons and stuff like that. Because it's not a powerful hand, right? You have to be getting a hand that gets you where you want to go, and that's my that's that's one of the, my my point uh, at this bullet right here is is you want to be able to to get where you want to go. Um, yeah. So Here's another plan. Yeah, in an aggressive deck where you want to go is building your board, putting a creature on the board, attacking the creature. In your control deck, where you want to be is you want to be playing a land every turn so that you can have counterplay, so that you can remove their creatures, so that you can counter their spells. Yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to be able to keep on advancing and also have the resources you need to, it, you know, do the control thing. In a combo deck, you want that explosive potential, right? You're not keeping yeah. you're not keeping a hand that, like, in, you know... It's that thing where, where you know, uh, people you know have heard jokes about this, which is just that, like, in vin Vintage Dredge is the only deck that you'll ever mold it onto one as long as you have a Bizarre Baghdad. And it's true. Because if you don't have that piece, then you shouldn't keep that hand. You shouldn't keep a yeah. hand that doesn't let you get where you want to go. And if that deck is, boy, that card is what you need. And if you want to 
be getting your combo pieces, then you should be going down to five. And it's actually safer to be doing that than to try to rely on, oh, I have this hand that seems like it's good because it has the right amount of lands and spells in it. Um, but so, I have one of my combo pieces. Exactly. So, um, my 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 point is is your hand. Let's start that, a Tron game with one of the three and no way to get the other two. Exactly. <laughs> your hand, the hand that you keep, should reflect what type of game that you're playing. Um, and you should mulligan until you have a hand that reflects that. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um. The last point I want Take to Take advantage of the fact that you get a mole more than once. It's not like Hearthstone, where you mole once. <laughs> uh, the last point I want to get to is post-sideboard hands. And um, when you should keep a hand because it has a sideboard card that you really need, and when you shouldn't. Um, and this is, again, a heuristic thing. Uh, but generally feel, speaking, don't keep... You're going to overvalue. Yeah, you're going to overvalue these hands. And, and ju- like... Don't keep a hand that, back to, you know, the, the last point, that don't keep a hand that doesn't reflect where you're, where you're trying to be just because it has something that might help you in the game, right? So Though I guess it depends on the card, because if it's like, I don't know, if it's like a CMC1, maybe. <laughs> like, I, I disagree. But and the reason it's for that... Still, it's, that's the best I could muster, and it was really weak. And I was like, I was trying. One of the worst, ha- one of the worst hands I ever kept actually happened to me last season. I was playing against Marvel, and I kept a hand that had uh, Dispossess, which I could get all my opponent's Marvels, and I had a couple lands, and this was a mull down to six. Uh, it had Dispossess, uh, and then like three three lands, uh, a tune with Ether, and a Manglehorn, right? So I had two three-mana things that could kill my opponent's combo piece, but I, I was playing Black-Green Energy, and I didn't have a two-drop. Yeah. I shouldn't have kept this hand. I should have gone down to five. Because even though I can even though I have oh I've got my silver board it's my silver you know silver bullet sideboard cards, I lost that match by a lot. Yeah, because um, you just didn't have what your deck needed. Your exactly. Deck wanted you to my be deck, aggressive and you just weren't there. My deck needed to be attacking and I wasn't attacking. And that that was incorrect. And there's a lot of times you'll have this. It's like, oh, I'm playing against Affinity and I don't have any of my artifact removal but I have this amazing hand that's good against, you know, any other deck in the field. And I have removal. I have this works. amazing, I have like the dream hand for my strategy. Just none of my hate. Yeah. You should probably just keep that. Uh, I mean, more likely than not, like a lot of these games come down to you being able to, to win. So like I had a match the other day I was playing against, you know, I was playing modern and my opponent kept a hand that had like, that <coughs> my opponent like mold down to, to like mold down to no, 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 actually, sorry, this is a different game. My, my opponent kept a hand that had two Leyland in the board. Liar. So they, were, <laughs> so they kept a hand that had, like, three lands, two Leylands in the void, and then, you know, some other stuff. And, he hated you. <laughs> yeah, and it, I won that game because I kept a hand that I didn't have my, like, enchantment removal, but I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go off with this, and I have ways to, like, hit you with my creatures because... That's what my deck does also. So, like, um, you know, you don't... Know, you just hard cast things. <laughs> yeah, don't think that sideboarding, you know, is, is the only way to win. I think there are other ways to win than just getting, you know, those things that you need uh, to, to help you in a sideboarded match. 
Um, like, like playing, like playing a little bit. Yeah. So, but like playing around what you know they're gonna try and pull off again. That's correct. If it was like a blowout game one. So, Julian, do you have any any questions about mulliganing that I, the mulligan lover, can answer for you? As the mulligan dunce, um, hmm, do I have any questions? It's just not really a question, just sort of like a universal complaint, which is like, as someone who loves to be on the play, God, it's fucking hard to mulligan on the play. You 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 have a hard time mulliganing, you said. You put me in the same situation, play versus draw, and I feel way less pressure when I'm on the draw. Yes, that is true. You do have less pressure. But, like, it's, it, it really screws in my head. Like, I make bad decisions because I'm on the play. Yes, and and that's a good point. But I, I think what it comes down to is, yes, that is a, that is a factor, right? Um, having that, 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 that advantage of being on the draw, I, all, I, I mulligan so often on the draw. Because I just say... Like, why not? I you don't have the perfect hand. You get a draw and scry. <laughs> yeah, you get a draw and scry. So it's like, yeah, my hand's not great. I'd rather have, like... I'd rather start the game with, you know, five plus one cards and the one card I, I likely know about, or six plus one cards. Like, that's just better. It's just safer to mulligan on the draw than it is to not mulligan on the draw. And that's just because of the new mulligan rule. It's just true. Um, yeah. Especially in limited. Um, and then, that said, though, you're right. It does feel scary to mulligan on, on the play. But if you just remember, like, you keep if you have a, a shitty hand and you look at it and you say, "Man, this is really not the type of hand I want," but I'm scared to go down. Just think like, okay, what if your next hand is the perfect? It's the perfect hand. It has every uh, that, single thing you need. That it's also a matter of doing it over and over. Like, like the fear of going down to six is like that goes away first. Yeah, if I can have any any impact on on your game, it would just be to say. Don't be afraid to go down to six. And don't be afraid to go down to five, either. Maybe be yes, afraid to go down to three. Uh, but, you know, keep... I, four I, four I have, should be, like... I have won games on a multi-four, and, you know, I have lost games where my opponent mulled the four. Like, it's it's not impossible. Yeah. Huh. Not really. It's just gotta know your deck, gotta know what you wanna do with it, and, you know, just play smart. Yeah. Um, Alright, any other comments? Turn one, saw ring. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> commander, guys, you don't even mull in commander. Uh, I I do, but I whenever whenever I play, I encourage a free seven. You you just want those. You just want to. You just want to go infinite as soon as possible. That is what I want to do. Yeah. Because I play a combo deck. Um, but anyway, I know. let's let's get to our regular segment. You know what it is. It's the card of the week. <laughs> it's the card of the week. Um, so this week's card of the week is... Uh, it's valuable enough to be an FNM promo, baby. <laughs> it's, it's the best card, objectively. One of the best promos of the last, like, two years. Um... In like the top ten. It's uh, my new favorite card. Um, the double-sided zombie token. <laughs> um, the fatal push of tokens. <laughs> it's the best token, uh, and it's actually leading us into a new era of tokens. Um, it's got two sides. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Eldritch Moon 
double-sided zombie token. Um, uh, now, if you look, it contains the entire duality of man. Tri tricorder hat. Tricorder hat, Trump, and beautiful woman. <laughs> beautiful female zombie. That I love her. Um, her name is Monica, and she's working hard. See, the thing I love about the double-sided zombie token is that, uh, like, when you're being fun, flirtatious, you can use the feminine zombie to show that you're uh, here for a good time. But when you're serious, you can use the male zombie to show that you're, uh, you're strong. You've got hard, calloused hands. You work building farmhouses in Pennsylvania. Um, I just, like... I hate the fact that, like, the first thing I saw when I saw the Tri-Corner Hat Man was, ah, Colonial Innistrad. Like, the houses in the background are very, like, Colonial Williamsburg. Um, I mean, Take one, one, one topic I'd love to bring up about the double-sided zombie token is, what do you think they were in their previous life? I think uh, I think he was just a guy who wore a tricorner hat and uh, drank wine in the street. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think the girl did? Oh, Monica. You mean Monica? Yeah. What do you think Monica did? I think Monica was like a bank teller. An Innistrad bank teller. They have currency on Innistrad. It's probably like werewolf dollars or something, but they have it or like silver coins. I fucking hate Innistrad. Don't don't you dare say that you hate Innistrad. You have to use devil toes as money. Um, I think and, the most important thing to note about the double-sided zombie token is that it is now worth its weight in gold. Oh, it's the it's just it's like a the full art promo. Um. And you know what? That's what the people want. I can't wait for every magic card to be a promo. To be no, not to be a promo, to be a token. <laughs> like we're just playing decks that are they have no text. They're all just just basic creatures with power and toughness. No chillwind yetis forever, baby. Oh, I love chillwind. I'm just yeti. thinking about like remember like Full art cryptic command. Yeah. Why aren't all cards textless full arts? Um, that there's this. <laughs> that's one... the opposite of that's the opposite of all token future. It's all textless full art future, and it's every card is like a paragraph of text. So there's this one guy that goes to my goes to my store, and he gets very very tilted because he thinks he's better than everyone else. Um, but he probably he... isn't. <laughs> Go figure. He's not. Um, and <laughs> yeah. he thinks... And he, he, in his modern deck, uses, like, all, you know, no-text promos. Um, and, like, he gets mad at people when they don't know what, what's written on the card. Oh, I would... Uh, not to be, like... Not to be, like, revealing my true inner dick. If someone plays a full-art card in front of me, I'm gonna ask them to read the entire card to me. Repeatedly, right? No, just the first time. I think it would be better just like to if say, you put lightning helix down and it's the full art. I'm gonna want you to say, in order, what it does. Yeah, I want to know every mode on cryptic command. 
Like he plays blue white. Yeah. He plays blue white control, and then yeah. uses the I want to know every mode on Cryptic Command. command. Yeah, but I want, I want to know the ones. I want every single card, and like I don't want him to get the fucking the words wrong either, because he he actually I watched him play a game the other day in Modern, and he he like somebody was like, oh, if I do this, does this uh, counter to that? And it did, and he didn't fucking know it. So like, um, like. Oh, God. Like the I, only full air card I, I think is acceptable is Bolt because you know what Bolt does. It does three. A three. Three to any target, as it said in Alpha. So like that, but like yeah, if you're playing full arts and you can't like recite it to me in like a in like some kind of meter, like a little poem. Yeah, I'm gonna then go back to play with your promo tokens, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Foil Zombie Token. You're the best, best card. Um, my favorite card. It's just a, it's a two-two. For, it's a two-two for nothing. <laughs> uh, produced from Crypt Breaker, um, and uh, other cards. Bridge from Below, big one. Um, you can make it from many cards in Standard. You know what? You're right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's, that's all I got this week. You got anything? Uh, can I get a servo exhibition, please? Can I get a... I was, I was, this whole time I was trying to say promo machine broke, and I never did. Uh, bug? <laughs> can I get a bug? Uh, Alright, bye. Shh. <laughs> Bug. <laughs>